Holy power. Yes, Benji. Okay, I hit the button, so we can do the thing whenever. Sweet. I don't even did that we is... even have the did we have the song back then? Ooh, it, I don't know. Swim, swim? You, was the last time you were on? Was it pre-intro? It might have been. I don't. I don't remember an intro song, but it was oh also long God. enough ago that I don't remember anything at all. Yeah, that's true me, though. That's me, true. Me either. Well, uh, I mean, I guess we're just gonna do this then, and maybe you'll remember if you've heard the intro song or not. I don't know. Although I have to, sometimes it just sneaks up on you. Yeah, it's like a, sometimes it just is there and you don't expect it. Yeah. Sometimes it just like in the middle of your sentence, it'll just like. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Rune Terrible Radio. I am Blevins. With me, as always, is Saucy Mailman. What's up, buddy? What's going on, my friend? Oh, all sorts of stuff. As we have one of our, we were talking about this, one of our earlier guests yeah. returning the legendary Swimstrim. What's up, buddy? Hello, boys. <laughs> What's going on? It's going good, dude. Hey there, big boy. I don't know why I went there with that, but this is... Oh, uh, hey there, big I'm boy. I'm just setting the tone for the rest of this episode um, because we're just going to have a little bit of fun with it. We've, uh, I've got uh, our show notes, which have a whopping, I think, two lines of actual content yes. in them and yes. a link to the Mobilitics page with all the new cards because that's what we're going to yeah. be talking about. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so happy, happy to have you back on, Swim. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, it's good timing. I I love being able to talk about you know all these new cards, theorying out the meta and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Yeah, it's gonna be gonna be super fun to do that, and we will be doing that for most of the show. But it just got a little bit of housekeeping um, mm. because this is a special episode. Not only because Swim is here, but also because Riot Games and the Runeterra team have been gracious enough to give us five. Uh, coin bundles to give away. So if you're listening to this live, stick around after the episode on Saucy's stream for a chance to get those. And huge shout outs to Riot for that. And, uh, you know, promoting the community and making this feel uh, like a cool thing on the uh, the road to the seasonal. Um, and speaking of the seasonal, I'm, see, I'm, I'm a pro here. I'm setting myself up with smooth smooth. It's like, I've been doing this 60 for 63 episodes. Um, swim and I are going to be on the broadcast for the seasonal playoffs this weekend, which is pretty cool. Swim. This is not your first one, but, uh, it's the first one that we're both going to be on. So I'm, mm. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's uh, it should be a pretty interesting seasonal. I actually expect there will be some, some surprisingly spicy lineups. We'll see. Yeah, I, uh, I Casanova and I, because Casa is also going to be on uh, the broadcast. Um, we interviewed a couple of the players, sort of not not off the record, but non-recorded interviews, just to get some context, and uh, we got some interesting perspectives and some really cool stories um that uh you're definitely gonna want to wa check out the broadcast for on saturday so make sure you're checking that out but all right none of, none of this pretense no one cares about what i'm doing this weekend let's talk about some <laughs> new cards saucy <laughs> it, 
Yeah, it's uh, it's funny. This is like the most exciting time. If you're a card game player, yes. these are the times that are exciting because right now things are a little boring and stale in the meta this specific week yeah, because it's the lame duck meta. Right? Exactly. We know next week, literally, we get all this new stuff to play with. And then we have this weekend with the big, you know, competitive play with the seasonals going right into new cards. So like leading up to that, it's just like, uh, how many times can I play against Thresh Nasus in a week? Like, <laughs> so I'm excited for new stuff. I'm so ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, I, f- I figured out a name for the Thresh Naxus, the Thresh Naxus, Thresh Nasus deck. Scarza, Go on. Scarzig and I came up with the with the name on the uh, the Swiss broadcast. We're calling it Sleigh Ride. <clears throat> oh, okay. All right, that's cute. That's cute. Because there's like sleigh trigger. Anyone? Oh well, now it's not. Since you explained oh, it, now it I sucks. explained it. Now no one gets it. But. Yep. <laughs> Um, should we just, should we just start at the beginning or do we, do we, yeah, let's just, I mean, we got, we got time. Let's talk, let's talk yeah, about let's, it all. Screw it. Let's talk about some stuff. We, we, I mean, we haven't gotten a ton of stuff yet, so, uh, I think we've only gotten one new card, right? And that's Chip. Yeah. Chip, Chip is the only new card oh to talk God. about. Let's talk about that for about an hour here. Uh, yeah, yeah. So we're talking about all of them, right? Yeah. You know, all, yeah, all let's of go. them that have been officially yeah. revealed. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, there's so much to break down. All right, Swim, let's go. Start it off. Oh, I mean, right off the bat with Chip, you know, I mean, since you, you guys, uh, <laughs> unless we're doing these in a specific order. No. no. Go wherever. Everyone, I mean, everyone loves Chip. He's, he's nuts. He's, you know, he's a cute little rock boy. Um, presumably, Malphite Ra- will be his, his big rock brother. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he's, he's, a, he's cute. I mean, the thing is, what else is there to say? We haven't seen Malphite, <laughs> so we have no idea how this synergy is even going to play. Right. Yeah. I mean, he's the um, he's like a he's Bark Beast, right? He's Targon. Uh, he's the landmark Bark Beast, landmark Beast. There we go. No, Chip is better. He's too cute to be a beast. But I mean, <laughs> Bark Beast Could've... is a card that sees a good amount of play in the deck that mm-hmm. is built around not around him specifically, but that he synergizes with. So theoretically, maybe we could see Chip. I mean, make a make a dent in the meta, or at least be in a meta deck potentially. It's very possible. Conditional one mana three threes have a great track record. As Jagged Butcher is also yeah. pretty sweet. I'm dating myself here, but anyone anyone remember Wild McConnell? That's a yeah. Uh, good old good old shards of Alara. Only it's a good only, card though. Only it's boomers just a remember good card. Wild true McConnell. though. Um, and, true and though. we've also so we will we'll, we can talk about some of the more boring well they're boring now but who we don't know what they we <laughs> I know, don't know what we they're doing we started with the best one yeah. so yeah, it's, all, it's downhill, all downhill but that's yeah. fine blade one mana one one obliterate me when i leave combat non-collectible card yep in the wow. the the artwork uh hinting at a potential champion irelia I'm sure no one has been thinking that i don't that. even think it's a potential at this point what, i mean we're she's getting irelia? in the art of the card <laughs> Just shh, don't tell anyone. Shh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, as we it, saw you in the... heard it here first, folks. Yeah, you said you heard it here first, not from the the preview video that had Irelia in it that Riot put out. Uh, yeah. You know, I really like Blade. Uh, I mean, obviously, it's not a real card, but I yeah. like the hint that Blade is giving us to what mm-hmm. Irelia might do when mm-hmm. we get Irelia. Because, yeah. I mean, there's one of a couple ways this will work. Either this is a card that just gets purely generated on attacks, 
or it's something that you can kind of like collect and block with. But I think the former is more likely. Well, yeah, because it because the the first thing is and you bring up a good point. The first thing is like, well, why didn't they just give this ephemeral? Right. Because this Mm. is kind of what ephemeral is. Exactly. And here's here's my theory. Okay, I think the reason they didn't give this ephemeral is because Irelia is going to summon a lot of blades and they didn't want it to be too crazy with some of like the death triggers like prankster or any of the Oh, yeah i i think Irelia might actually be something along the lines of summon six blades when i attack um because i know that in league of legends she has like six blades that's my that's my prediction attack remove me from combat summon six attacking blades now that could be interesting. Like, it could also be really bad depending because like, <laughs> depending on what she is and because like that's your whole attack. I, I don't know. Yeah, that could be interesting. Yeah, exactly. It's like a it's like a slower like she doesn't fight herself, but she sends the blades out for her right. in like a passive way. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, like, this is all prefaced with, of course, like, we don't <laughs> we know what she does. In this. Yeah, exactly. We're I'm, I'm pulling this out of my ass. But, yeah. I mean, it does make sense, right? You know, a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Well, I think it's going to be, if, if that's the case, the the actual combo that everyone should be afraid of is obviously Irelia Von Yip. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Big blades. They've turned into swords. Yeah, I mean, if there's if there's a lot of swords attacking, that would actually be pretty insane. Um, some cards that are we've got a little bit more context to now that we've actually seen Zillion, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Clockwork Curator, Preservationist, these sort of advanced allied landmark uh, cards playing into the zillion sort of time bomb strategy uh swim i i I know you've obviously talked about these on your stream but have you put any uh, thought into this sort of advancing landmark absolutely um i just enough to decide i i won't be doing it it's uh (laughs) preservationist okay 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 preservationist even even in a deck that wants to advance landmarks, I think that you know Clockwork Creator might have a chance if sure. you had enough of a reason to. Preservationist probably not at those numbers. Right. However, I will say you know I mean if there's a big reason to take advancements, so another one of my theories, you know, mm-hmm. I mean okay. while we're here, while yeah. we're here, might as well. I'm, yeah, I'm also speculating what Malphite's going to be doing. Ooh. Right. Yeah. Okay. And. I don't know exactly whether this will be Malphite or maybe just some landmark in Targon, mm-hmm. but I think Malphite might himself start as a landmark in his Ooh. level one form. Yeah, because he's a big rock. Yeah, why yeah, not? He's a big old rock boy. So, like, yeah. imagine this: Malphite was like, you know, a, a, a landmark, maybe like three or four mana, who knows? But he would be countdown. 20 or or 25 or something sure. and then he he levels up and turns into like a a big you know nautilus-esque like wind condition right. like a, a huge boy well it's funny because the you know i i'm not the biggest uh like lor lore person the lore lore person um so like I'm learning a lot of this as I'm going on. I didn't realize that Malphite is canonically like a giant, like literally a mountain, like we saw in that uh, the trailer video. Like he's mm. gigantic because in League of Legends he's just the size of a normal exactly. champion. So I'm like, oh, 
This is just like a rock guy that is roughly humanoid size. No, he's a yeah. fucking mountain. Exactly. Uh, and I think I think they're gonna want to like drive that home. Right. You know? Like Which would be yeah. interesting. Because we we were having a discussion, someone who actually is at L O R E, like a lore master, was mm -hmm. talking about in one of the early builds of League of Legends, they tried to have it like to have uh, scale for the champions, so you could tell like how tall. Because some of these people are <laughs> like gigantic, like right. Nasus well, and all of them are soul. huge. Yeah. yeah, they're just gigantic, and like, but the scale was like di like disconcerting, like it was difficult to look at. So yeah, like same thing. I I I've played him in League. I'm like, all right, Malphite's a, a big dude, but then it's like in the trailer, oh crap, he's actually just a big ass <laughs> mountain. He is just a big mountain boy. Yeah. He's got big Valakit vibes. Oh, Valakit, there's so, a name I didn't think I'd hear. Check this out. This <laughs> is this is my again ass pulled prediction. Let's hear but it. this would be pretty cool. So like you know, Malphite, you have to build your entire deck around advancing because it'll be like big countdown. Mm -hmm. And then you know if he was like basically one attack win the game so like 20 or 30 attack like you know pursuit of perfection levels mm -hmm. yeah. but instead of instead of having overwhelm he has attack stun the entire enemy row kind of like malphite ults in league yeah. of legends yeah so it's like i mean it's just a different way compared to overwhelm for getting stats to right. actually be a win condition the only thing that is like i think that's a cool concept the only thing that would be a little bit weird for me is like that's kind of like the watcher, right? And are we setting up for another watcher? <laughs> like, oh, we just do this thing, we build around it, and then we play a thing, and then we win. Maybe we are. And I feel like, considering the at least some public perception of the watcher and what people <laughs> think about that, maybe I don't know. It would be interesting to see for sure. I Malphite mean, something cool about that, if, if Malphite was just a, a big old rock boy, is that'd give us a target. There's this card in the game that uh, not a lot of people play it, but I've seen it a couple times in this meme deck, Atrocity. So it'd give another target for that, because there aren't a lot of targets that you can use That's with true. Atrocity to win the game. So that could let us win like that, too. Yeah, be well, pretty especially cool. not in Targon, either. I mean, there's definitely not a lot of yeah. really big uh, top. Yeah, there's not a lot Targon. of, you know, big targets. So that'd be pretty cool. I'd like it, yeah. Um, Yeah, I mean... For preservationist specifically, my my bar is is bull elnuk. If you're worse than a bull elnuk, you really got to impress me with your ability. Yeah, yeah and, pretty uh, much. Yeah, I think like like the the curator I think is decent, especially if you are trying to advance these landmarks. I think advancing by two is like kind of the sweet spot on the units because a lot of the mm. a lot of things you probably want to hit with this are going to be like uh, preservarium. You could even uh, blighter ravine, whatever. Um, so I think that advancing by two is solid. For two mana, it's not a bad effect. Five mana advanced by three for a four-four body is a little more rough. Yeah, I'm not I'm not big on those. Um Okay, then we have sort of the imagined possibilities, which is one mana focus speed spell, create a landmark with countdown in hand or advance your landmarks one round. I mean, it's again, it's like a lot of these create cards. It's hard. <laughs> it's it's pretty hard to predict what they're going to be uh, or what their power level is going to be when we don't know what the pool is. But also, this kind of seems like trash. Yeah, no, this card is not going to be good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm imagining all possibilities and none of them have this in my deck. Yeah. Um, 
But you can quote that here, and when it is running rampant, uh, we can go back. Yeah, to this true. Clip. Come back and yell at, at us. At me, at me in a month when this is done. I'm fine with that. It. Uh, I'm also fine with it. I, I do like time in a bottle a little bit more, though. Two mana, focus speed, predict, and advance an allied allied landmark two rounds. Um, this, I think, like uh, to to piggyback off what you said, Saucy, the advancing two rounds seems like a sweet spot. Two yeah. mana is, you know, two mana is two mana. That's fine. Um, but it's spell mana, and you're also getting the predict as well. Um, yeah, which, predict is good. Which is definitely good, especially with Zillion, who we'll talk about in a second. But it also, unlike the Preservationist and the Clockwork Curator, this isn't um, taking up board space with just a vanilla doofus, which is a yeah. problem with some of, like, if you've ever played, um, you know, Talia, or even even the the TLC deck, like the actual meta deck, one the, they started running glimpse beyond their deck just so that they can kill their own trundles. So there's board space to play the Watcher. Having a random five mana four four in play is probably worse than just having nothing in play in a lot of those decks. Yeah. So, um, I I actually really like Time in a Bottle compared to those other ones. Sa- Saucy, what do you think about Time? <laughs> Yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's an all right card. It, it, again, it really just depends on uh, how good the it, like countdown landmarks you have available are. Um, I, like I, I see these and I just think of I always go back to Preservarium because it's like my pet card and I just love it. And I just like drawing cards. So yeah. like I'm down to do this to draw an extra card real quick. Um, it's all right. Predict is good though. Uh, I think this works probably better in a slower deck, but it's decent. Time in a bottle is the strongest out of all the advanced and allied landmark cards yeah easy yeah i I agree the best out of all of them and yet it is and yet it is a common whereas some of the other ones are rares not that that has ever mattered the next one's an epic yeah the clock hand eight mana (laughs) wait a second this is a four seven i thought it was a seven seven wait His yes. body is I, dog shit. <laughs> I thought this was an 8 mana 7 7. Wait, what the hell is this? Uh, oh my yeah. god. Okay, 8 Weird, mana. 8 mana 4 7, sure. Uh, when I'm summoned, create two instant centuries in hand. And those instant centuries are 0 mana focus spells. Summon a random landmark with countdown or advance uh, a landmark four rounds. I, I mean advancing four rounds could be a big thing, but you're paying eight mana for a four, seven. I'm, I'm, I'm molding right now. This is uh Sharima's captain Farron. <laughs> it's yeah. I, don't know, it's, uh, I mean, this is just actual trash, right? The, there's, uh, well, I, so it's cards like these that make me think that, there's going to be some big landmark advance payoff in Targon because we know Targon, yeah. we're getting a bunch of Targon cards, and I'm guessing it's Malphite, but it could just be a landmark, some like big thing that it's mm-hmm. just like countdown 20 big payoff, right? And I mean, Clock Hand could at least maybe make sense in a deck like that. That one's hard to rule out since it's such a big advancement. And the, yeah. the, I think the most redeeming thing about this, it is, it is in a summoned effect. So it's not a That's play. True. That's true. Um, so if you do like ancient hourglass it and do crap like that, like it could be spicy. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's like the best line of text on the card. Yeah. And I guess 
you get two of them, right? So even if you like yeah. generated this off of Tribeam Improbulator, you could still like play Landmark, and they're not yeah because you can still make them fleeting either, right? Yeah. So okay, eight mana four seven though. Come on, I literally it's thought tough. this was a seven seven, and I was still debating. It's a four seven. <laughs> Um, we'll talk about Time Bomb in a second when we talk about Zillion. Here's a here's a card that has been making the rounds on Twitter, and I've seen just about every opinion of this card, including yep. like this card is busted and they immediately need to nerf it to this card's not even good to this card is fine. I've I've heard it all, and that is rare for me to see on a on a card. This one is Soothsayer. Two mana, one four in Targon. When I'm summoned, yep, grant Sharima. allied champ. Or sorry, in Sharima. Yeah, not not Targon. I'm an idiot. Uh, when I'm summoned, grant allied champions and landmarks spell shield. Where do you fall on the scale, Swim? So yeah, I mean, I can tell you for the most part. I, I don't want to oversimplify because this card will be decent in some kinds of decks. Mm -hmm. For example. I'm really excited to build a Fiora Shrima deck and Soothsayer with a Mono Fiora all in deck is pretty scary. Um, so, I mean, I think it can lead to like one or two very specific degenerate things, but for the most part, Soothsayer is being overrated. So hmm. yeah, I, mean, I don't think it's actually going to like make waves in terms of hitting specific decks with the exception of maybe Mono Fiora Shrima. Mm -hmm. Everyone always forgets about Fiora. Until she comes back. Until so she comes back yep. and uh, crushes people's dreams. Uh, and there's, um, there's, a, there's a couple more cards. In fact, the literal next two cards we're getting yeah. to in order that uh, are both going to be pretty crazy in Mono Shrima, Fiora. So uh, that'll be great. Yeah. Well, let's just talk about them. We've got Scrying Sands, one mana burst speed spell in Shrima. Predict, given predict and give an ally or give an enemy minus two minus zero this round uh that's a value card and then chrono shift which is zillion's champion spell seven mana burst speed give an allied champion the next time i die this round fully heal me and grant me plus three plus three instead man swim why are you giving people ideas with fiora and this stuff like this is, oh yeah this so is gonna I run just... rampant I just want to say there's there's very few things that are certain in this world, but every if, when there's a new exciting patch, I'm just gonna play Fiora. Mm -hmm. I, I like, mm -hmm. and I can tell you right now, that's what's gonna happen here too. Like everyone's all excited for all these new cards, and all I'm seeing is Fiora Sharima, baby. Like these cards are so perfectly positioned to turn that into an actual scary deck. And uh, oh yeah, I can't wait. Well, <clears throat> Fiora Sharima. Uh... Lee Sin Sharima as well, potentially. Um Saucy, what do you what do you think about uh Scrying Sands or Soothsayer Chrono Shift? So uh as on brand as Swim making uh Fiora Dex is, Soothsayer is the best Teemo support we've gotten in a while, too. <laughs> Teemo True, into Soothsayer. It's just great. True. I love it. And uh I like I've tried to make uh, various versions of Shrima Teemo work, and it's just not there, mostly because there's no reason to play it instead of Freljord. Mm. <laughs> like, there's just no reason. Mm. So this excites me, and uh, Soothsayer is good for that. Everyone's talking about, there's this line of text that says something about landmarks. I don't even know what that means. It should just say, Grant Allied Teemos mm -hmm. <laughs> Spell Shield. Yeah, yeah Saucy, I, I remember losing to a, a Teemo deck of yours once, I think. 
I, uh... <laughs> yeah, I remember that. I remember that once or twice. <laughs> well, I mean, if you've played against Aussie in a Riot Grand Prix, you're, I mean, Timo's he, been there. T- well, Timo's been there, and also you are literally the winningest Riot Grand Prix player across. <laughs> across all games technically true is the best true. kind of true technicalities uh, are the best no i think scrying stands is good like it's a it's a good mm-hmm. combat trick it's burst speed uh the burst speed is what's really important one mana burst speed gives something minus two attack and predict it's great card's awesome yep yeah and all this new predict obviously maybe kahiri is kahiri not a meme no, anymore is kahiri... that's not a card it's not a card why not they, uh, but in the, in, <laughs> People in the love it too much reveal video he was there and they showed because why was he there, Blevin? What was the last card they played? Atrocity. Because they needed more reasons for people to play Atrocity. Uh, Underplayed card. <laughs> true. You gotta, you gotta push those old cards. Yeah, those old cards people aren't playing. Speaking of old cards, not old as in the oh. age of the card, but the age of the champion card. Zillion. Zillion. One mana. Uh, or sorry, two mana, one four in Shirima. Play, create four time bombs in your deck, then predict. It levels up when you've destroyed two allied time bombs. Leveled up. He is a two mana, two five. Round start, create a fleeting copy of each non-fleeting card I saw you play last round. And when you play the leveled up version, you create four time bombs in your deck and then predict like the unleveled version. This card seems like it has the potential to do very broken things. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, I think, like, I'm personally really excited for this card myself, for this champion, just based strictly on how cool and interesting it is. Like, there's so many cards, uh, like, once he's leveled up, being able to play multiples of specific cards is really fun. I think this could actually be, in a, like, make for an interesting, like, PNZ burn-style deck, mm. where you're playing multiple Mystic Shots or Get Excited's or uh, Aftershocks or whatever. Like, I think that's like he could do some interesting things with that, and he's got a good body for an early champ. Well, he's, he's Zillion has a nice ass. <laughs> he's got a one four ass, so it's not bad as a two drop. Wait, I'm pretty sure the last time I was on this show, I'm I just got a flashback. I think literally <laughs> the last time I was on the show, we also did this like backside joke. With Probably that, that sounds, sounds about right. right. That, I think yeah. that's what we were doing. We were just talking about champions' backsides. That sounds right. No, that sounds about right. Yeah, that checks out. <laughs> I also think the last time we did the show was when the the gummy the gummy copy pasta happened. With like, why is this? Why is oh, this girl yeah. so mad about everything? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Really good. Come come back and play LOR with us, please. Um, but does. This is a card that just screams like it can be broken, like in a it can do a degenerate thing. Like, yeah, there's some like there's a fine line between memory and actually being broken, and people never wanting to play against it again. Um, yeah. and I feel like like is there something with um what is the oh stress testing? Is there a way to go infinite with stress testing, where you like? play stress testing to make all of the cards not fleeting anymore. And then you'll get another stress testing next turn and you can play. Yeah. I think if you have two like of them, something. it works. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I guess that doesn't really matter because you don't have infinite mana, but like, <laughs> yeah. which I guess if you did, that'd be cool. But um, yeah, but all, I mean, if you were to commit to something like that, I mean, all you need is a, a few mystic shots and if you're mystic shotting, you know, two or three times a turn, right. it's pretty decent. 
especially if you have something like an Ezreal out there. Yeah. Oh, we also didn't uh, didn't mention what the time bombs actually are. Uh, the, oh yeah, shuffles into decks. That's actually probably pretty. <laughs> that, big. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's the, yeah, the most important thing about them. Yeah. The time bomb is a two mana two mana landmark. Uh, when I'm summoned, draw one and advanced advance other allied time bombs one round. Countdown, deal one to enemies and the enemy nexus. So you know he just he, he pings everything on the opponent's board for one. Uh, with the time bombs, and you're also they also replace themselves. It, it seems like he like um some champions are like very vertical, like like Tom Kench Soraka, like they fit into their deck. And outside of like some memes and like you know we've seen like Ash Tom Kench like as a meme and some other Soraka stuff maybe, but like they fit in that one deck and they do that deck very well. Zillion feels like a champion that fits that can fit kind of in the middle of a lot of things and and like pull together different regions potentially and be like that catalyst to bring bring Shirima to to other regions. Yeah, I think he's he's all right. It's a uh, it's hard to evaluate this one. Mm -hmm. Um I do think that he will be probably most competitive in a Gohard deck with uh Shirima Shadow yeah. Isles. Um Ooh. and yeah, a lot of a lot of what you'd expect. A couple of these predict cards, you'd definitely be running like scrying scan, scrying sands and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, and he fits that kind of deck perfectly because, of course, you're predicting for gohards and bombs, so it's just like a nice double dip. Sometimes he's kind of like an alt win con. Yeah. Uh, gohard style decks usually want like these kinds of like mid game alt win cons. Mm -hmm. So that'll be all right. But for the most part, Zillion feels pretty tricky to fit into most kinds of decks game plans. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I and mean, the cost of playing him is that you have uh, what is it? What is that card called? Vanguard Squire? No, Vanguard. What is the what is the horn guy? Oh, the the the, the two two mana two, just a two mana one, one four blank. Like you have to play that yeah. card, right? Granted, yes. yeah, Vanguard Lookout. Yeah. Um, which is like you know that is a cost, right? That is taking you. Mm -hmm. You're using three of your champion slots on Vanguard Lookout at a. <laughs> At least at some level, so I don't know. He he he's interesting to me. I, a two mana champion. I'm I'm always going to be intrigued yeah. by. One yeah, thing that's I like I I find really funny with Zillion is that so his champion spell isn't great. Chrono Shift is not really a good card. Fiora is the one deck that Chrono mm -hmm. Shift might fit into. Yeah. Um, and that's a big problem. I think a lot of people actually um sort of like uh, neglect how important. The champ spell is yeah. for champion viability. Yeah. Like bad champ spells are kind of a death sentence. We've had like maybe uh, one, arguably two champions in the entire game's meta that have been able to be good despite having a weak champ spell. And most of the champions that are bad are bad because double drawing them feels awful. Mm -hmm. The cool thing about Zillion though is, of course, if you get your first Zillion killed, then you can just play the second one and you get the play effect again. So you've got eight True. bombs. And the thing I love most about that, and this is like really funny, is that you can use Rite of Calling on Zillion for Zillion. So you play the first Zillion on turn two, Rite of Calling to draw a second Zillion while killing the first one, and then you just second Zillion on turn three. Okay, that's actually kind of sick. <laughs> in, yeah. in like slower matchups, like control kind of stuff where you just want to accelerate your win condition if you can turn zillion's level into like a cohesive win condition mm -hmm. that's actually it's better than it sounds at least yeah 
No, and it, it's funny because like the way he's built, you kind of want the first zillion to die. Like exactly. if you up, so you like you play him, and you're like, I want to block with things and get this thing killed because I need to get more bombs in my deck. Yeah, and I mean to to your champion spells, like look at how much it changed when they changed Lee Sin's champion spell from Dragon Rage, <laughs> like yeah. from a, a, a unplayable champion spell to an actually great one. Like it, it changes changes exactly exactly so much. So when are we? When is Maokai getting vile feast? Is my question. Yeah, I was. Dude, I was just thinking about Maokai, because like I mean, Maokai. I feel like Maokai might actually be fine outside of deep in some kinds of Shadow Isles decks. Yeah, um, maybe, maybe not anymore, but at the very least, like when he was launched. But it's just like his champ spell is so bad. Yeah, yeah. I will say, as someone who had to cast the mono Maokai zero other win conditions deck. Please don't play that deck. It oh, will take God. forever. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not unbearably the bad. It takes unbearably long to end that game. Um, but Demacia might have two new ways to end a game quicker than that. Maybe that was a that was a cool no. That that was a stretch. That was a that's, stretch. That's but a so, stretch. But so <laughs> is this new ten mana Cythria Lady of Clouds. Ten mana, ten ten. I gotta make sure it's not a ten mana four ten randomly. <laughs> uh, ten mana, ten ten. Challenger. When I'm summoned, double other allies' power and health, and grant them challenger. That's definitely a splashy effect, <laughs> but also like, what if they have blockers? It also is a ten mana. Spell. Ten mana. Ten mana. Yeah. Monka. You, so, I mean, you know, if you play this card, it's guaranteed to be in your opening hand 100% of the time, right? Mm -hmm. There are at least a few funny implications with this card. I don't expect it to be competitive, but um, I mean, sometimes Tribeam gets up to 10 and this card True. will hold up at 20%. And that's a, that's a big upgrade for Tribeam's 10 mana slot because it was True. fighting for Scuttlegeist and Arbiter. Right? Yeah, okay. Um, so, you know, there's that. And it's also a summon effect, not a play effect, which yeah. means you can do it with Spectral Matron or okay. War Mother Call, I guess. She's, she's, I mean, don't, but you could. <laughs> yeah, like this card, I think it's it's a very fun effect. I think it'll be, yeah. like, I mean, it's the same reason, like, I've played Sejuani's Boat in a lot of decks where it doesn't belong just for fun when you get bored like it's a, it's a cool thing and this is something that a lot of players like to play big splashy minions and like it'll be fun um i don't think it's good the, the, the thing that bothers me the most is the card art she has these like skinny ass arms and she's a tin tin <laughs> i wish she was i wish she was beefier in the in this she's i'm just waiting for i'm waiting for the next I want the next Cythria that's like a 16 mana Cythria <laughs> that that gets like He's one freaking less. jacked. Yeah, she's like Cythria bodybuilder of Demacia. <laughs> well, I mean, it it's she's getting more expensive and more powerful, but she's also getting older. So theoretically, like won't the next Cythria be like a three mana like Cythria? Baker of cookies? <laughs> Cythria grandmother, grand, yeah. grand, Granny Cythria, biker of oatmeal Cythria. cookies. I wonder what, what what would she do? She'd be a three. She'd be what if they just made her mother of runes? She's a one mana one one. Ooh, she gets cheaper. I guess you can't you can't tap. Yeah, I don't know, but we could we could see it. We could see gram, grandma Cythria, and then after that, is it like there's a Shadow Isle Cythria where she's like, <laughs> a yeah, yeah, I like that. 
Um, that's good. That's that's the whole progression. I wish that this bit, this ten mana Scythria would have been combined with this other card, Ardent Tracker, six mana three five Scout. Ooh. When you summon an elite, reduce my cost by one. What if they just gave Scythria Scout and also that ability? When you summon an elite, reduce my cost by one. Yeah. That would be sweet. Make her fifteen mana. I don't care. That would at least be cool. Is it's like okay. Yeah. I can like build around this. This is just like okay. I have another thing. Like, is this better than Vanguard? Uh, um, the nine mana nine nine grant or, bright steel formation. Yeah, bright steel formation. Yeah, bright is this better formation. than that? No, probably, probably not. Like from it's a, not, it does. Is it of, better than other Scythria? Like no. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> is she better than herself? Well, like no, the, not really. That, that's the that's funny. Well, I mean, for like. Uh, power per mana she's definitely worse than six mana scythria but is she even better is she is this effect even more powerful than than giving everything plus one plus one and fearsome i don't actually no. know that it is usually your fearsome is turning into unblockable in certain cases right. so huh interesting but uh back to ardent tracker i mean is there a world where we're jamming elites and we have a three five. <laughs> nope. <No. laughs> elites are, uh, they're going to need a lot more help than this. Yeah. It's, it's cute. I, I feel like it's stats could be better, but it's, I don't know. It's just very generic and mediocre. Yeah. Well, let's see if you have this in your opening hand, you go turn one, one drop turn two, two 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 one drops and then turn three it would cost three that's like the best case scenario and a three mana three five scout is it's a that's a fine card right or i guess i guess you could play three more one drops and then play <laughs> there you go zero. okay so you have <laughs> six one drop hand there's only one one drop elite right it's just cythria Oh, you're right because uh, yeah. the other the two two yeah. triggers <laughs> isn't off of an elite. Yeah. It's not an elite, and then the well, okay, you have to use counterfeit copies, and then you make more Cythrias. <laughs> but then you don't have it. But then you don't have the mana. So I guess the real problem is like this... <laughs> swims dying on the inside. <laughs> the counterfeit Cythria deck. Let's go. No, if we're gonna be using counterfeit copies, we're gonna be using them on Korean sump workers. Chirian, 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 I have no idea. I've, I've been saying Chirian, but I don't know. I like to say it every way Kyrian. in the same sentence because then people get really mad no matter what. Chirian sounds cool. Chirian does kind of sound cool. I don't know. So uh, before we talk about what the card does, this yeah. is a discussion that needs to happen because okay. we had like a two-hour discussion on this today. What are these? Because they're not Yordles. They're, Are you sure they're, they're not Yordles? Yes, because we looked into it, and they have too many fingers to be a Yordle. Yordles <laughs> specifically need to have four fingers. Okay. These have five fingers, so they're not Yordles. They look like bat people. What are they? They're cool. Just they're the plants. They're, they're yeah. Kyrians. It's just really cool. Oh, okay. <laughs> Multiple people in chat are saying bat vestia. Those okay. Barely make those words barely mean sense. anything to me. Yeah. Um, the Vestaya are like the the animal people, right? They're like Ari's of Vestaya, right? Oh, okay. They're the furries. Furries. They're fur okay, they're the furries. So these are so like they're the bat furries. 
These are like chem punk uh, furry gang. This is the, yeah. This card is becoming more and more terrifying the more I'm <laughs> chem punk furry about. gang. Chem punk furry. Uh, anyhow, uh, it is a two mana, one two elusive. When you summon another uh, Kyrian sump worker, obliterate me and transform allied Kyrian sump workers everywhere into sump work posses. And Sumpwork Posse is a two mana four two elusive attack deal one to enemies and and the enemy nexus. Is it just me or is this the best card we've seen so far? Like it it probably won't end up the most competitive, but it's not bad. It's uh so this is a weird card. You have to read it like a couple of times at first. Like mm-hmm. it's just yeah, there's a lot. So it's the the second time you play it. The yeah. second one you play, the first one gets obliterated and you get the upgraded version, right? Yeah. And then the third time you play it, it's just the upgraded version. Yeah. Right. So to be able to get good payoff out of this card, you need to play it three times to get posse twice. And I think it's around the third time you play this card where it starts to pay off. Mm-hmm. Like the, the second posse being worth like three two drops, roughly. Mm-hmm. And that will definitely be pretty tricky. But where this card might be pretty scary is Shadow Isles with Stalking Shadows and Fading Memories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the Fading Memories is interesting. You'd have to play it pretty aggressively, though, right? Because the yes. if you fa- it, it doesn't work the way you want it to with the first Fading Memories, right? Yeah, exactly. The, the real one will get obliterated, and then you'll have the ephemeral Sumpworks Posse, which will die, <laughs> so you'll end up with nothing, right? So I what's think? really interesting is we don't know for sure. True. In Rune Terra, there's two kinds of transform effects. Okay. Uh, and this is, this is like a weird hidden rule. But basically, if a unit transforms itself, it keeps all modifiers, any buffs in any way. If a unit gets transformed by another card or another unit, it's a reset. So like Mystifying Magician, for example, completely resets all modifiers. Um, And the devs' reasoning behind this, they were saying because they wanted like the the self-transform to be analogous to a champion level up. And of course, champion levels up, you know, it keeps modifiers. Mm -hmm. So what that means is if we're reading this word for word and we're trusting the wording, it it is the, you know, this Kyrian sump worker that is going to uh, transform the second one you play. And if that ends up being how it mechanically works, it will lose modifiers, which means you would be able to use it with fading memories and lose Ooh. the ephemeral. In theory. But right. If that's I've the case, then all of a sudden, this looks a lot better. Yeah. Well, I've, uh, I've asked one of the devs. We might get a reply back, you know, Ooh. but this, this is a really, really interesting mechanic that mm. uh, will kind of make or break this card a little bit. We already have iterative improvement, right? That I mean, mm-hmm. obviously you're investing more mana, but that is it, it's sort of there. I guess it really it, it's really going to depend because like you're not a competitive deck will not be well will likely not be like okay you're going all in on specifically Korean Kyrian sump worker and uh, like everything in your deck is based around that and that's the only yes. condition yeah it'll be like are you playing pnz uh shadow isles like burn or are you playing mm-hmm. like pnz ionia elusives or something like that um, yeah or targon or whatever i don't know so definitely could be interesting yeah. it's an interesting card 
the best build will probably be just like aggro shadow isles pnz would be my mm -hmm. bet it's, it's exactly like you mentioned you don't want to build your entire deck around this one specific concept you know i like to talk about like good deck building being kind of like you know a web of interconnected nodes like mm -hmm. your cards don't all want to work with a specific concept your side cards want to work with other side cards yep. you know to, to build a nice structural deck and i think because of that a good uh, example of that in this case is the linchpin of this deck would low-key be probably Stygian Onlooker. Because Onlooker mm. fits into the aggro game plan, the speed. It's a justifying card for like Stalking Shadows combos and Fading Memories combos. You'll get a lot of early chip damage in with it. So like that would be something that ties the deck together and helps mm. like flesh out those hands. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm excited about this card. I mean, you're basically creating misfortune right you're creating a a you're you're creating yeah. a non-champion version of unleveled up misfortune which is certainly i mean yes it costs you two cards to do it but even like two mana one two elusive is definitely not playable but like it's kind of almost close um depending on the deck but yeah how, how many people have you uh have you had pop around and be like oh my god they printed a two mana four two elusive power creep had so many of those today i'm like no calm down read yeah. read how it works I saw you know, a couple or... of people do that it's like why would yeah. i even play the first one <laughs> it's like oh. yeah. <laughs> Although, yeah. yeah just just play the second one first yeah, why, it's much better yeah um although for what it's worth the first time i saw the uh the treasure cards i thought they were cards you could put in your deck and i'm like um and uh, they, they what was they weren't going to do power creep, but is this not twenty four power for five mana? Yeah. What was it when they showed the? I forgot the stupid name. It's the the guy that gives all of your big dudes overwhelm as like an aura effect. He's transformed oh, into it. Oh yeah, people were like freaking oh, out about that yeah. too. I remember. Yeah, that. yeah, because they they showed the transformed version first. Yeah, right. It was so we it was so weird. We're like, wait, hold on. This card seems okay. I do. So my favorite part about the the Kyrian Sumpworks man's guy that we're talking about mm -hmm. is swim ask developers about uh the transform effect and like how it works if it keeps the buffs and whatnot i'm over ha here asking the developers why fizz has three fingers and is a yordle i'm like hey can i get confirmation of why fizz is a yordle and has three fingers because i'm on the wiki and they're talking about yordles needing to have four fingers <laughs> we need I'm these are the answers we need um, but seriously, I, I it's important that we can move on without these answers. Probably um, not. Isn't there? There's like a whole thing where like Yordles only present themselves with like a disguise, and like very few people have ever seen or what a Yordle really looks like. I don't know. There's something like there, There's something there. I, I I've seen it before. Might have been retconned. I don't know. Um. Anyway, speaking of a great disguise. Let's talk about Ad Adaptron 3000 and his sweet mustache. <laughs> oh my god, I didn't realize he had a... Wait. Yeah, he's got, he's got like Heimer a little Heimer mustache. Yeah, yeah, it's a little Heimerdinger. Oh, yep. I didn't realize what it was. It's I just adorable. looked at it. I thought he was like a bowl of french fries. <laughs> it did look like... I'm like, oh, it's the McDonald's card. <laughs> Dick. Uh... <laughs> But, so yes. it's it's the one mana one three Piltover and Zon. It's a tech. It's got the tech uh, tag on it, uh, and it's when you summon a tech, we share keywords. Cute. Okay. 
it's um, it's pretty interesting and techs yeah. are currently the only units with a tech tag on them are heimerdinger's turrets yes. which can be summoned by heimerdinger or production surge yeah right so yeah the sharing keywords mechanic is pretty interesting basically it'll end up being you know like the the first um production surge heimer tech unit whatever you summon will just give its keyword to adaptatron mm -hmm. uh, the second one you summon adaptatron will take its keyword and then give it the first one's keyword the third one you summon will oh. take the two keywords so far and give it the third one so it's not like give it all it doesn't give all of your text right. all of yeah. each other's keywords but the last one gets them all and mm -hmm. they get more and more as you play more and more it's kind of weird that is interesting. My question is, is this, does this card help a Heimerdinger deck in any way <laughs> that it needed? Is it providing anything that the Heimerdinger, like, does this push Heimerdinger into a place where we're playing it again? I mean, it's seen fringe play. No, yeah. no. that's just, that's going to be a no for me, chap. It's cool. I'm not seeing it. Honestly, the thing about Adaptatron, I mean, I don't think it'll make competitive decks. Like, I mean, most cards don't, mm -hmm. but it's got a really good body. Like a one meta one three stat line, we actually haven't seen before in Runeterra, and it does a really good job at stopping aggro. Yeah, it it does do that, and I guess I mean, hmm. <laughs> I wish that this had did something with spells because that's just inherent to Heimerdinger. Yeah. Right? Like you need the fuel for Heimerdinger. Um, it's funny because this with Heimerdinger alone does nothing, right? It doesn't actually, like yeah. Heimerdinger needs to create bots mm. to do it, but interesting. It's, it's cool though. I, I like, I don't think it's, uh, good, but I think it's really cool. Like it's interesting and fun. Uh, and it does have a mustache. So there's that. It's very cool art. And I, I like these cards that like, a lot of times they do this with epics where it's like, it's got a unique ish effect that's like well we can just forget about this for you know x number of sets and then all of a sudden you look back it's like oh ren shadow blade is gonna be the catalyst for this new deck because these other supporting cards came out um, yep. yeah maybe adaptotron maybe maybe tex will get uh their own set at some point and we'll see more just like play i think tex. This one's like a little bit underrated. I mean, like I said, I don't know if it'll hit competitive decks, but it's actually probably like above average. You know, it's not like one of the bad ones. Mm -hmm. um, like even without Heimer, it's a one mana one three that can sometimes pick up of buffs off of like production surge. Yeah. Like, okay, imagine imagine this. Like, you know, obviously not not amazing, but mm -hmm. you play Adaptatron on turn one, and then on turn two, you play production surge, pulling the tough attack costing two mana, mm -hmm. right? And that'll give Adaptatron tough. And then you play a second production surge on the same turn. Zero mana. Challenger. So now Adaptatron is a 1-3 challenger tough. Okay. And you've given your 0-1 challenger tough as well for free. And like, I don't know. It, it does have some cute curves, you know? That's that's yeah. all I'll say about it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm seeing it. It, it, it really, it, it can definitely fill a void for PNZ that it doesn't get from some other regions, right? Like, mm -hmm. yes, you've got like Eye of the Dragon if you're going Ionia, but we haven't seen, I mean, there are other, um, there are definitely other regions that we haven't really seen PNZ dip into, at least not that type of deck, mm -hmm. um, which is cool. 
Um, okay, enough about you, Adaptotron, and your fantastic mustache and uh, French fry hair. Let's move on to a, a, actually another fantastic mustache. <laughs> the incisive tactician, eight mana, four, five in Noxus. Uh, reputation, I cost six when I'm summoned, rally. So we're what does incisive bit. mean? I have no idea. It's not a word you really see. That's true, because I'm I was thinking like, oh, he's just very direct, but that's a decent. It is it yeah, exactly. A person uh intellect wait, intelligently analytical and clear thinking. Okay. So he's like a good tactician. Do you think <laughs> yeah. he, I I've I haven't looked at the full art of this card. Do you think he's playing TFT in the expanded art? Like he is I sure hope so. He's he's playing TFT set five. Um, I mean, this is another rally effect in Noxus, which is sort of like a, I don't even know if tertiary is far enough down the line, but like a tertiary or whatever. Quaterary. Quadrary. Yeah. Quint, yeah. Quintinary. I don't know. <laughs> making up words here. Like, no, it's perfect. Incise is made up, so who cares? Uh, <laughs> is, is there ever a world where this is like the top end nope. to anything? Nope. <laughs> No. It, oh no, it is it is summoned, so eight mana tribeam getting uh getting a buff. <laughs> True. Yeah. Can, eight mana tribeam can summon. Play this one. What is it? Uh go get it. And you just keep, you know, isn't that the one where you recall oh, it and make it true. Yeah. Perfect. True. That's gonna be a totally viable yeah. deck. Also, imagine playing this card over Captain Farron. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Uh that's a that's a yikes. Um for sure. But I mean he does have a fantastic mustache, which I, I thoroughly appreciate. And really spiky shoulders. Really spiky shoulders, and it, <laughs> by my estimation, he's playing TFT off of He looks card. like he looks like Dr. Eggman from Sonic. <laughs> Dr. Eggman yeah, he, from he Sonic does a little mixed with the Road Warriors, the like 90s yeah, era WWF yeah. wrestlers. <laughs> Anyone remember Hawk it. and Animal? Anybody? No, only me. Okay, got it. Um, anyway, I we... think the the biggest problem with uh, incisive tactician because a lot of people have suggested that in some kinds of decks he could actually maybe see some splashing over Shumpo, and Shumpo is okay. seeing play right now. Um, the biggest problem with that though is that I think that it, people are underestimating how important it is for your rally effects to be attached to spell mana mm -hmm. for rally to be good it needs to be on a developed board and you definitely don't want to have like multiple rallies like you 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 don't want to be like uh stacking you know rallies on rallies you just want like one good rally and a fully mm -hmm. developed board after all your mana is consumed and for that you need basically all your unit mana to be going to developing the board. And I think that's a large part of the reason why cards like Citrus Courier and even arguably Tiana Crown Guard mm -hmm. have been a lot worse than they might have seemed at first. Yeah, it's also like, it's such a big mana investment for the rally where sometimes you want to pre-develop and then attack and then rally. Um, yeah. Whereas like now with Incisive <laughs> Tactician, even if you have Reputation, which at least thus far has kind of proven to be I think easier than people initially thought, but still pretty tough to get. Um, yeah. A, a six mana, like you have to bank at least you need to hold back at least six mana and like probably open attack and then play incisive. And he's still kind of, I mean, he at least is as strong as a bull Elnuk, which is nice, but 
I think the like the other thing like I, I don't I really dislike about the card is he doesn't have five attack. Yes. And the for the reputation yeah. cards, it's a kind of a flavor fail to me. Like eight mana without sure. he doesn't even have five attack, so he's not even helping you get reputation if you don't have yeah. it yet. It's like the gristle brand thing where it's a seven it's a seven or it's a uh seven seven pay seven yeah. life draw seven cards but it costs eight and it's just like yeah it irks yeah. me it's like oh this card has reputation it reacts with reputation and only has four attack yep Fine. i think uh the reasoning behind that is almost certainly because of leblanc's mimic because this is a summon yeah. attack Ooh, and they were scared of using this, which i mean i wouldn't have minded because obviously that's a really fringe thing to even happen but and it would be sweet if it did like you'd feel like the smartest exactly. person on the planet Right. So I I don't I don't really think it was necessary to to neuter that specific synergy like yeah. I'm but that's I'm fine. fine with it not being with, with it being five power. Buff it, pre-buff it, please. Um, <laughs> Dice to reckoning. <laughs> so <funny. laughs> that's true. Wow. Uh which would which I guess that kind of flavorfully makes sense cuz he's a tactician, he's not a fighter. Um, yeah. Anyway. True. Uh the other Noxus card that we have is Thrashing Snapper, a one mana two one. Uh, when an enemy blocks me, give me plus three plus zero this round. This so. card is Thrash. <laughs> I see so? what you did there. No good. <laughs> well, okay. I, I I will say it's probably on a similar level to Adaptatron, where it's like it is it is better than some of like the the like the actual unplayables. Like I don't think I'd mm -hmm. call Thrashing Snapper unplayable. But it's going to be tricky to fit in, right? Uh, it's something that can generate reputation triggers, which is True. really nice. Um, but reputation, like, this can only really help your reputation when your opponent, like, blocks it and allows that to happen. Mm -hmm. But also, reputation decks really don't mind banking mana in the early positions of the game. Usually, these are decks that have a lot of, like, spell tricks they want to be executing in the mid-game. Right. And they're perfectly happy to bank that one mana and don't really need a one-drop. Yeah. What? What? I think from a power level perspective, like this is fine. Um, my 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 head kind of goes to like Riven, where it's like, okay, you can give it overwhelm pretty easily. You can give it mm. quick attack, and all of a sudden, it's like all right. But also, they can just not block it, right? So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> What's really disconcerting to me is like, why is this card an epic? Like that is bizarre on every account. <laughs> yeah, because like it's not broken or overpowered in like expedition, so that that part wouldn't make sense. But like we when we were talking about Adaptatron, it's like oh, these epics are these like unique, crazy things that we can look back in in three sets and be like, oh, let's look back at this card. This is just like a, for lack of a better term, this is like a a French vanilla card. Where it's just, actually, it's kind of just like a vanilla card. It's just like a yeah. a vanilla card that sometimes gets stronger when it gets blocked. There's no yeah. additional nuance or ability to it. Yeah, it's it's such a it's such a hard card to evaluate. Like I think it's a decent card. I I, I can't see it being like super amazing, but like it, it is. It's a lot of times helping you with your reputation, but a lot of times it's not. Mm -hmm. Usually, like it's just going to be a one mana two one that gets some chip damage in um it's 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 interesting it is kind of a flavor win though uh that it's the captured scaled snapper from ionia mm. that 
Noxus is like turned into this war beast, which is kind of cool. It's like very sad art. He's like chained up. <laughs> I don't even notice that was a sn- like, yeah. spell snapper. That's yeah. cute. I saw that on Reddit. It's cute. It's cute. Oh, that really? This beast is being is being insane. Yeah. yeah, it's fine. He know what he, he knows what he did. <laughs> he, I mean, he. I have a so. This is gonna be a, I guess, a, a weird, a hot take. Let's hear it. Um, I, I, I think this card could be a one mana two two. Um, I that think that it would sound a little bit strong, but the thing is, Noxus, Noxus Aggro decks wouldn't really have a, a lot of reason to run a one mana two two. Mm-hmm. Noxus Aggro is like, you know, Noxus already has like all the good one drops. That's kind of their region identity, right? Right. Um, so in the aggro versions, like non-reputations versions, this still wouldn't see the cut, even if it was a one mana two two, it wouldn't see the cut over you know other aggro options that are gonna be dealing more damage to face. Um, and in addition, I mean it's a flavor win if it's a one two two, because then it's literally the snapper stat line. It's a five yeah, flavor win. Wow. Huge flavor win. And then yeah. And it's a I, yeah, it just wouldn't be too strong in, in any kind of deck. Yeah, and like it's it's good in like the Ash style Noxus decks where you can you know give Frostbite and this happens uh, more than once, blah blah blah. But the the thing is, it's like the thing I always talk about with deck building is sure you could fit it into that deck, but what do you take out from that deck to fit in a one mana two one? And the All thing right. is probably nothing. So here's the thing, um, like one drops kind of suck in Runeterra, and I think <laughs> a lot of players actually kind of like don't or, or, or maybe even underestimate the degree to which that is like so you guys are old school players like myself you remember a time when omen hawk was uh was roaming the land and that was mm-hmm. that was a pretty good card i was thinking about omen hawk recently and omen hawk's quite a bit worse these days i mean people aren't running it in ash and it's only seeing play in some kinds of overwhelmed decks yeah. and i mean i think there's a few reasons for that but it's less about it's not even really about that the fact that stats don't really matter anymore um it's more about the fact that back in og runeterra in foundations patch mm-hmm. there wasn't a lot of reason to bank mana for early tempo swings to be able to bank spell mana you need to be able to capitalize it on the power turns like turn three four maybe five mm-hmm. if you're not using your spell mana before then it's just kind of useless and back then there were no good combat tricks now we've got good combat tricks. True. Yeah. Like literally twin disciplines was the best combat trick back yeah, then. It, is true. it was like a three of and yeah. suddenly now that we have good combat tricks, the dynamic of the game has completely changed. Because even a lot of pretty aggressive, not like aggro aggro, mm-hmm. but even a lot of decks that want to play semi-aggressively, like maybe reputation, for example, aren't really looking for one drops. That's the thing. Because banking mana is good in those kinds of decks. Yeah. That's very true. Yeah. The the old old school bannerman um like uno where it's like oh i see a one i play a one i see i have two yeah. mana i play yeah. two exactly uh, those decks don't really exist to the same extent yeah. that they did or they're not as good or like you are behind if you're playing like that um yeah it's a really good point um no, that's true because like a lot of those decks like you want it you don't want to play anything on turn one because you need your troll chant mana you need you know all of that for turn two so I have hope for this card only because it is an epic and that maybe that will get lumped into some of the like epic reworks that they look to do it. True, true. In a while, so maybe we'll get... I mean, you think about... Remember, remember old Precious Pet? 
Um, the like yeah. one mana. Okay. It was still one mana two one, I think. Yep. And the some. next time your opponent played a unit, it was stunned. Like really awkward. Like we could see something crazy like that with Thrashing Snapper. I don't know. Who knows? Um. Anyway. I wasn't expecting us to talk this much about Thrashing Snap. <laughs> the, one of the least That's interesting cards epic. in the set. Um, but I do think that this next card is very interesting for a, a few reasons. We're moving into Bilgewater now with Bone Skewer, two mana, fast speed spell. An ally strikes an enemy, then moves to the top of your deck. This one's This one's saying a lot of things that I like to see. It's like it's all right. I think it's okay. I think it's cool. Like I, I think I like the <laughs> flexibility of it. Like I think I, it's really I, cool. I can tell Saucy and I have the same feeling about this card. Yeah, like it this allows you to do a lot of things. The first, like the very first thing I thought of was, oh, this lets me play Yordle Grifter again. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, seriously though, like because it, it fixes your allegiance. Um in, in for like if you want to play a bunch of cool enter the battlefield effects like mm -hmm. that's cool it's it's interesting I, they always give bilgewater this weird conditional like shitty removal and it's like it's a it's very strange the way that it works and i think you can do a lot of cool stuff with it i don't know if it's like great but i think it's really cool and i want to build a lot of a lot of stupid things with this I think the, the best comparison to this card, bar none, is Homecoming, and it should be used in mm -hmm. pretty much the same way as well. Mm, okay. When you compare it to Homecoming, obviously Homecoming is Ionia and it's four mana, but in terms of like the mechanical impact, um, Homecoming sends it to their hand, but you also get it in your hands. This one, neither player gets the card in their hand, because presumably their enemy is dying to this mm -hmm. card. Yeah. And yours is going to the top of your deck, which is it's kind of better than dying, but it's interfering with your own draw sometimes, which can matter. So it's 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 effectively neutral. The only question is like, what kind of Bilgewater deck would would benefit from this kind of thing? I could see it being running deep. It's really yeah. interesting. That well, that's what I was thinking. Is like you can rebuy some of your. I mean, there's a good amount of uh, cards that this would benefit from. I mean, Jaw Hunters <laughs> is fine with this. Uh, yeah, Jaw is great. Obviously, the. Um, the three two lifesteal guy. That's really good. The three two lifesteal guy is actually that's actually a pretty big potential like life swing because you can block and strike with this, gain the life, prevent the damage. So you can do and that. toss more. Uh and, and toss more as well. And then of course the um not terror of the tides, the the obliterate obliterate Edie Fish, that one. Edie fish, yeah. Edie fish, Let's go with Edie Fish. Those. And like, you know, it, it, it can be used like homecoming in the sense that you can save your unit. Um I mean, it costs two mana, which is which is nice. So I like it's great. Yeah, I, I like that part. It's also a strike an enemy, not they strike each other. So yep. unlike single combat, um, yes, going to the top of your deck is certainly something that you would need to prepare. It's not just like a oh, you can run this like single combat where you run it in kind of everything. But I don't know. I I I definitely think that there's there's some potential power here. Um, More shipwreck quarters. That's all that matters. True. Give me yeah, more treasures. That is very true. Um, what I, what, the one piece of like flavor fail here is that like a bone skewer is something that you would like use to a uh, like hunt a sea monster with, presumably, right? But you can mm -hmm. use this on sea monsters. So like I'm uh, I don't know if I'm seeing the flavor. I'm missing the flavor here. 
uh, with the bone skewer. But uh, anyways, I, I I don't know. I think it's pretty interesting. I'm I'm yeah. curious to see. I can see it in deep. I wonder if there's going to be any other Bilgewater decks that play this. Also, I think this card's pretty good. Decks? Yeah, I, mean, I think it's good. I don't know if like it would hit a deck right away, but it is like on the competitive level. Yeah, I wonder this because this would work with this would give you Swain damage, right? Oh yeah, strikes yeah. count for it. Interesting. Maybe we see uh, some um, TF Swain or swain plus bilgewater who knows and i think it works really well that it's specifically in bilgewater too because they are hungry for good removal Very and speaking easy. of good removal in bilgewater swim's hey. <laughs> getting it yeah. yeah no no we we, we, we yeah. got the flow down we established this link we're no <laughs> compatible <laughs> i think this might be the best name of the set potentially monster harpoon six mana fast speed spell in bilgewater deal five to a unit plunder, I cost three less. Oh, I love this card. Yeah? I think this card's pretty good. Yep. I think it's actually, um, I mean, it's a little bit meta dependent. Sure. I think, I, I know for a fact, like, you know, when I, when I was looking at this card for the first time on my stream today, everyone in chat was just, like, not feeling it. There were a lot of yucks. Um, <laughs> I think this card is actually being a bit underrated. Yeah. For the most part, like, Bilgewater having, like, access to a decent fast speed removal is nice. Um, a lot of people are comparing this to Black Spear, of course. I don't really like cross-region comparisons in general because, mm -hmm. I mean, Bilgewater kind of needs mid-game removal and Monster Harpoon is that. But the other big flaw with that comparison is Black Spear requires the condition of a unit dying. And I mm -hmm. think a lot of people look at this and they're like, well, but it's, this, it's a different condition. But, like, the thing is, Black Spear doesn't work when they open attack, when you don't have a death trigger. Right. Like, that's a big weakness of the card. Monster Putin, sometimes you have to pay a bit more mana, but it's not the same as not being able to use it at all. Right. Like, yeah. it's, it's functionally very, very different and a lot harder to brick than Black Spear. Mm -hmm. Well, and also late game, if you have 10 mana and you top deck this, paying six mana or paying three mana is the same <laughs> amount of mana, right? Yeah. Um, whereas Black Spear can just literally be a blank card sometimes. Um, yeah, and five five is a lot of damage. Yeah, yeah. Think about it like uh, I mean, you compare it to like Grasp of the Undying or something. There's a decent amount of metas that just being able to deal five is a pretty unique breakpoint. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. And it notably says and to a to a unit, which means you can a you can hit your own units if you yeah. And B does not say uh, follower, which is nice. Uh, yes, sometimes these types of cards do. So we can hit. Uh, we can hit Zoe. the champion. We can hit Zoe with a monster harpoon. Yep. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, right. so Zoe. The thing I love about monster harpoon, and that's like just super, super important to understand because everyone, I see so many people doing these like region comparisons. Like everyone's like just looking at cards in a vacuum instead of comparing them between regions. Right. Because um, different cards are going to be completely different. In different regions but like monster Poon, when you take a deck like gangplank sejuani right like um like pretty much like the nab gangplank sejuani with like black market merchant like old school mm -hmm. it's a it's effectively a mid-range deck right you're you're you know chipping them down trying to accelerate your game plan and you know playing a little bit flexibly but bilgewater inches and frelior don't really have access to disruption tools right yeah so like monster Poon is perfect for that because you're going to be triggering plunders of course because it's gangplank sejuani and suddenly you have an actual disruption tool not just like when i say disruption tool i mean something that can respond to the stack 
you know, mm-hmm. which freeze can only sometimes do. It's, you know, it, it's not about being able to stop an opponent threat. It's about, to, it's about disrupting their action, mm-hmm. right? It's really valuable for that deck to have. It's really good with Gangplank because uh, you can kill something that you're attacking with Overwhelm. Ooh. True. Very yeah. true. Same with Bone Skewer, though. You wouldn't use Bone Skewer on the Gangplank. That wouldn't work, but you can still... Yeah, skewers something else. Mm-hmm. Might be seeing some more GP, uh, which would be interesting. Okay, we have technically three more cards. I want to talk about these Freljord cards first, and then we'll end on the Shadow Isles card because I think actually, one's... real quick, yeah. While we're while we're still on the Bilgewater ones, yeah. I do want to, you know, one more theory because you okay. know I love my theories. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. So we're not getting Pike this time around. Pike's gonna be two months from now, but I think these cards are maybe slight clues in terms of what pike might do because of course you know they're both kind of pike cards Mm -hmm. we do know from league of legends uh pike you know wants to slay champions in league and you get a reward you get like the bounty when you do Mm -hmm. right he he asked so i'm guessing pike in um runeterra he might he might do something with vulnerable um but Mm -hmm. overall his main thing will be killing enemy champions or maybe it's units it might be specific to champions but something along the lines of when you kill an enemy unit uh you know maybe above a certain amount of health or an enemy champion maybe it has to be pike striking but it's something when you kill an enemy Mm -hmm. shuffle a lost treasure into your deck would be i think would be a really really cool way of translating the bounty effect and it would be really fitting that is interesting Actually, you had me at treasure. Treasures, yeah. I, I mean, I'm in. I have another theory. Oh yeah. Oh. So instead of, I, I like the concept. It's kills, kills units get, uh, or kills champions get, um, a a reward. Let's let's keep the when he kills a follower, you shuffle the lost treasure. He kills a champion. You get 500 LOR coins, and boy, oh boy, did Pike kill oh. five champions, because at the end of this episode live, we're going to be giving away five bundles of 500 uh, LOR coins. There we go. I tied it back. That was smooth. It was that smooth. Was real smooth, that dude. Was smooth. Smooth. That yeah. was the professional right there. Clevitz practices these like all day. I don't practice, but literally... All of the joy in my life comes from debating chat. Uh, and oh, it. yeah. Uh, it's so easy to do, too. It's really the... I love to... Ca- I, I, a lot like Pike. Actually, maybe not like Pike, but I like to cast the lure and just mm-hmm. wait for people to bite, and you get that nibble, and then you reel them in. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's all I like to do. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, we got, we've got two Freljord cards, and then one more Shadow Isles card. We'll... Uh, well, which is kind of like more than one Shadow Isles card. But anyway, uh, we'll end on the SI card. But let's talk about Buried in Ice. Nine mana, slow spell. Obliterate each enemy to summon a frozen tomb in its place. And frozen tombs are the landmarks. It's going to come back two two turns later yes. at the start of the next... Uh, I mean, presumably, you'll be using this on your opponent's attack turn, usually. and. Yeah. They'll all come back at the start of their next attack turn. Right. This card seems um, bad. It's the word I think I'm looking for. Uh, I mean, it's it is, interesting. It is a a way to massively deal with the board, kind of. Yep. Kind of like a ruination, I guess. 
I think so. I, I like this card quite a bit. Um, I, I think if you're comparing it to something like Ruination, it's not something you play. But I like this that it opens up mass removal options and regions outside of Shadow Isles. Mm -hmm. So like Sharima Freljord has been like a pet region of mine uh, for a long time. I think it's very cool because you get access to Rite of Negation, mm. uh, Preservarium again, take a drink if you're playing the drinking game every time I say Preservarium. <laughs> um, but I think like this just in the future allows us to play regions that aren't Shadow Isles in our Freljord control decks. Exactly. And for that, I like it. I think this card is pretty scary. Um, okay. I think in terms of when it launches, I don't expect it to hit a competitive deck right away. But it has a pretty scary impact on the card pool, really similar to what Saucy was saying. Like, I think that, you know, we might be able to get out of Shadow Isles, and it might have some implications in, like, some kinds of future Freljord decks. True. Um, I mean, it has, it has a few cute combos. Probably not going to be the most competitive uh, ways of using it, but combining it with It That Stairs uh, can be Ooh, pretty yeah. nice. That is yeah. True. As well as Passage Unearned is a yeah. really, really funny combo with this card. Now, because, of course, Passage Unearned, you can use it two turns later when they all come back, and it'll kill all of them because they were all summoned to that turn. Mm -hmm. uh, I want to clarify, for the most part, those are going to be meta-dependent, but there are metas where it, that's theirs is good, and there are metas mm -hmm. where Passage Unearned is good. Yeah. So it just, like, those are just kind of like, think about it like free combos for metas when those cards happen to be mm -hmm. good, right? Don't force them, for sure. Or um, unless, unless, though... <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and other, like other interesting things about it is since it does obliterate, it doesn't trigger any die, any death effects. So sure. if, if that does matter, uh, same with passage and earn, like you said, uh, that obliterates as well. So it's not going to kill any of the units. Um, so putting things into res pools, if that matters, um, things dying for thresh, whatever, um, like that doesn't matter as well. So if, if obliterating matters uh, over, you know, killing and it's like a one sided board clear as well. I think for the most part, I don't like I looked at this card at first and I compared it to Ruination. But like the more you look at the card, the more it's just completely different. Like even though there are of mm -hmm. course nine mana slow spells. Because Ruination you specifically want to use when you have like one or two chump blockers or maybe no board at all. Mm -hmm. Right? Because you just need to having one or two chump blockers is nice so they are forced to develop into the Ruination and then you wipe them and kind of win the game. Um Buried and Ice it actually kind of punishes you for having an empty board when right. you use when you have an empty board you usually can't close the game out which means they're going to get their units back this is a card i mean it might be closer to sky's descend where you want to use it in like you know a beefy mm. clogged up board kind of board state mm -hmm. and then you can use it offensively to just end the game it's yeah. a it's a really powerful unique card so i don't know when it'll see play mm -hmm. but it's some it will have a real presence on the card pool it's a very good point. Um, and of course, you know, Riot likes to keep the epics as very powerful, unique effects, you know, like Thrashing Snapper that gets plus yeah. three, plus zero sometimes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, anyway, uh, we've got the other failure card here. Succumb to the cold, four mana burst spell, frostbite an enemy, summon a frozen thrall. Um when I first read this, I'm like, wait, it gives you an eight eight? overwhelm and then i'm like oh no it gives you the, <laughs> gives you the yeah yeah landmark. I'm like, this is more expensive than um flash freeze and also fills your board with a card that you don't want in play a lot of the time yep i'm not feeling yeah, this one this card is dog poop it's uh 
you, the, the thing about Succumb to the Cold, and uh, I talked about this, which is that even in a Frozen Thrall deck, you wouldn't run this card. The reason behind that is that this card is just kind of like, um, the timing of this card is all wrong, is the best mm -hmm. way to explain yeah. it. Like, even in a Frozen Thrall deck, you want to be playing Frozen Thralls in the early turns of the game, mm -hmm. but this card is one that, if you want to play it for the Thrall, it's going to force you to play it earlier and proactively. You know, Frostbite wants to be played later and reactively, yeah. and it's just like a complete mismatch like you're not going to want to be forced to frostbite for four mana on turn three just to get thrall out fast enough yeah. mm -hmm. you're not wanting to have to frostbite their two drop you're wanting to have to hit their like nasus yep. yeah i wonder if there's ever like a um it, magic had a lot of cards like this where it's like you know gigantic card gigantic statted card sometimes has an ability and uh is is really cheap but every turn you have to sacrifice something to it maybe there's a card that like eats landmarks and if you can't if it can't eat a landmark you have to like sacrifice it or whatever or you lose five life or something like crazy yeah. and this is just you're just feeding it to that but that still feels like even if that were a card and this was like the inherent combo to it it still feels like that's a bit of a flavor fail but We'll see. Maybe there's a deck that really just wants Frozen Thralls or just wants landmarks in play regardless of their actual abilities or not. We'll see. Um, but the last card to talk about here for this podcast is going to be the Shadow Isles card here, the Wings and the Wave, which is a one-mana 0-1 epic Shadow Isles unit play. And you play it as either the first wave or the last wing. The first wave is when I'm summoned, summon a prey. The last wind is a 3-3 uh, to play me, kill an ally. So kind of like Ravenous Butcher. This card actually seems pretty insane, especially considering that Thresh Nasus is one of the top tier decks right now. Yeah. This feels like the perfect card for that deck. Pretty much. Um, it's a pretty solid card. Uh, I don't think it'll be making three ofs in refined versions of Thresh Nasus. It's okay. probably like a locked in two of though. Um, the reason being is, you know, it provides a lot of flexibility to that deck. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it, it's like you said, the last wind is kind of like a ravenous butcher. And of course, you know, the first wave is sort of like a fading icon. So mm -hmm. they're both a little bit worse than those individual components, though, because, you know, right. last wind is like a butcher that costs three mana, uh, costs one mana, mm -hmm. which isn't great because usually butcher's good because it costs zero and the first wave is like fitting icon but it's just two zero ones which isn't necessarily going to help with a lot um yeah i agree it, it kind of reminds me of uh like three sisters where you're like paying yeah. an extra mana for the tax but you get the flexibility mm -hmm. that's a great comparison yeah i love that um i think something that's important in deck building theory that I think a lot of people underrate is that cards that have a certain amount of flexibility inherently, you don't usually want to double draw. These are cards that have mm. pretty big diminishing returns to double draw because you're paying for the flexibility that has diminishing returns, right? You want to balance in your hand between value and flexibility. So Spacey Sketcher, Three Sisters is a great one. These are cards that you often might run at lower ratios because you don't want to double draw them. Mm -hmm. What I will say is, at first glance, I thought this was absolutely busted. I think thinking about it more in Thresh Nasus specifically, now that maybe there's another deck that this is even better in, I don't know. But that deck relies so heavily on tempo, right? You get ahead, you build this insane board, you keep trading in your favor, and then you can, even if you start to fall behind, you can maybe finish the game with a, 
you know, a Nasus, a, a gigantic Nasus after you've done all these favorable trades, or just kill them outright because you had a really aggressive draw. This card definitely helps do that same thing that it's already doing and arguably maybe makes it more consistent. Maybe. Um, but what it doesn't do is it doesn't shore up any of the issues with that deck. Like this does not help you. This is yeah. not a card that you want to top deck when you are out of cards and you've ran exactly. out of steam. This does nothing for that. Um, which, I mean, the deck is still going to be great, and this will probably help make the deck better, but it doesn't actually, like, this isn't like there's a third option that it uh, one mana... Uh, draw two play, cards. Yeah, sacrifice <laughs> me and draw two cards. Draw that card would be insane. Right. Um. So, yeah, I, I think it, like you said, probably a solid two of and will replace, you know, a couple of copies of some of the, you know, some of the meta-dependent cards, maybe. Um, but I, I agree, definitely not a three of. Um, yeah, I like it though. The card is really good. I I just love flexibility in cards, um, so I dig it. I think it's really good, solid card. The last thing I'll say about it is I didn't. I, I I mentioned before I'm not a lore master, but I have read some of the lore, and I'm pretty sure that this card is supposed to be like the Ionia's version of Kindred. Where it's like lamb and wolf, this is wind and wave, Ooh. wings and wave. I'm pretty huh. sure that's what this is supposed to represent, because like each region has its own like concept of life and death, and I think that's what this is. Um, but someone who's more up oh. on the lore would know more than me. But I, I'm pretty sure that's what that what this is, which is kind of cool from a lore perspective. Chad is saying I'm close, so I'll take it. But <laughs> hey, hey, close is better than you're just out of like full of shit. Like nothing you're saying makes any sense. Chat close probably means it's more correct than it could ever <laughs> I could ever imagine being. But that is all of the cards that have been currently officially released. And I've got a, a thing here. We're gonna actually <laughs> and I can't believe that. Dumb, dumb gag. Sorry, I don't actually... All of the unreleased <laughs> parts. It's okay. I, I spoiled Talia today, so... <gasps> it, Talia's coming we're, to the game. We're yeah. not talking about Aurelia on this show? That's not this episode? <laughs> no, well, we no. can. So, there... And when... <laughs> okay, dumb, dumb there gag. There you have I'm it. Done. I'm done doing it. I'm not going to do it again. Uh... <laughs> so, do we, do we want to... Anything you guys want to talk about this coming weekend before we get out of here? Something, something going on this weekend? You guys doing anything? What are you up to? Plans now. No yeah. one cares what I'm doing over the Wanna go get, <laughs> Let's just go get some pizza and hang out, I guess. I, I, guess, I didn't know you guys Imagine were free. hanging out with real people in the year <laughs> 2021. Imagine. Digital pizza. Um, yeah, no. Uh, of course, we jest, but Swim and I will be on the broadcast for the seasonal, uh, which is going to be really cool. Um, and again, huge shout-outs to Riot for supporting the community and uh, giving us the giveaway coins, which we're going to be doing after this episode uh, in real time. Sorry if you're listening to this in podcast land. Uh, no, not sorry, been, because it's your fault for not being for here. not being here live. But uh, yeah, so uh, <laughs> the road to the seasonal will come to a climax this Saturday. <laughs> um, so yeah, definitely check that out. But Swim, thanks so much for uh, coming on, buddy. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's my pleasure. Really, really appreciate it. Uh, the floor is yours. You can sell out, shout out, plug, whatever you would like. They know where to find me. 
It's a Pizza Hut, right? <laughs> oh my god, I want. God, I wish, dude. Uh, all right, here, here's, the, here's the promise. It, two things need to be the case. There needs to not be a global pandemic, or at least the not be actively dangerous to meet with other people. And also, Pizza Hut has to not have gone out of business. But if those, true. if neither of those two things true. are true, then true. we'll we'll get uh, we'll have an LOR pizza party at Pizza Hut. It, but you have to bring your report card because if you didn't, yeah, get grades, yeah, you can't oh, you, you can't get it. You can find Swim hanging out getting a beat in Scriblio, Scriblio uh, <laughs> <in> tournaments. <laughs> Yikes! But. Thank you again, uh, Swim, for coming on and having a little bit of fun with us. I know we need to do this more than once a year. I feel like. <laughs> yeah, let's 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 make it a. Is it a biannual? Biannually would be. I think once every two years. Well, it can. I think. It, I think it can be either. It can be twice a year or once every two years. That's I so think. confusing. English sucks as a language. Really we need to be does. more incisive about. Nope, that's not. Well, actually, that would semi-annual. I think semi-annual is correct, isn't it? Let's do this. What? What? Honestly, these are these are fun. We should do this like triannually. Okay. Triannually. <laughs> triannually. We'll do That's this. Tri- we'll do this triannually. Anyway, we'll Whatever. do this more often than we have in the future. We're ramping up. We're it's it's a it'll be a uh, exponential curve. Eventually, we'll be doing this twice a day uh, on, <laughs> on the radio. <laughs> Shit. Anyway, Saucy, where can people find you on the internet when you're not here on the yeah. podcast? You can find me. My website's just saucy.live or saucymailman.com, and that's where you can find all the things that I get into. Yes, and you can find me on Twitter at the underscore Blevins. Uh, you can catch myself and swim on the seasonal broadcast this Saturday. I think I should. I really should know where it's going to be broadcast, what? but I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's on. I think it's on the Rune t- uh, Play Rune Terra. I don't, I don't, I don't know either. I'm going to be honest. I'm pretty sure it's on the Play Rune Terra Twitch channel, but uh, if it's not, then it will be on Riot Games. And if it's not on either of those two things, then good luck finding it. It'll be on Twitter somewhere. They'll uh, tweet about it. <laughs> you can find the podcast, runeterrible.com, deckpicks.live. You can also go there. We're always happy to see your deck picks. Please send them to us. Um, and if you want to join the community, discord.me slash rune terrible radio. But if you're here live watching the show, stick around. Don't go anywhere because we're going to be doing the giveaway. But if Ooh. you're in podcast land, thank you all for listening and for watching. But for Saucy, for Swim, I'm Blevins. And we'll be back next week to talk about more Legends of Rune Terra. Mm-hmm.